This is Paradoxical, the podcast about the psychology behind big success in small business. I'm your host, Steve McCready. Solo episode today, and we're talking curiosity. I think that curiosity is a tool that is more powerful than a lot of people realize. I think there are people who do understand it and uh, really put it to good use. I think for many of us though, the problem is that we often lose the curiosity because we have some different things going on thanks to uh, the ever-present emotional brain and it being a little, again, too busy working on protecting ourselves from threats, whether they are real or imagined. And so I'm going to unpack that today, talk about some things you can do about that, uh, why it'll help you, and I'm going to end with a TV show clip that will bring the point home in a a fun and, and touching way from one of my favorite shows of the last few years. So Let's start with the quote that kind of inspired all of this. It is a quote that has been attributed to Walt Whitman. However, it's apparently not him. I don't know, and no one seems to know for sure where it comes from, but definitely not Whitman. And so the quote goes like this. You've probably heard it. Be curious, not judgmental. And so we're not going to falsely credit it to Whitman, but we are still going to unpack the quote because I think it is a very good piece of advice and wisdom. So let's talk about why our well-intentioned brains once again are, while trying to protect us, actually setting up some, some other problems for us. And this comes down to the brain doing its constant process of pattern recognition and threat assessment, number one. Number two, doing so while erring on the side of caution. This is a great tool for keeping you alive. Beyond that, well, it gets kind of problematic, as I've said on multiple occasions here on the podcast, because what it starts doing is it starts engaging while getting you to act in ways that might protect you, but they protect you at the cost of connection, at the cost of growth, at the cost of opportunity. So that's one thing they do. They also elevate your distress level and cause other problems there and can in fact sometimes lead to behaviors that are um, outright counter to that rather than just even getting in the way. So it can be very problematic when engaged in a way that's not actually accurate. And that's what all of this really comes down to. The Buddhists like to talk about the idea of clear seeing. Yeah, that's basically what we're looking at is how do we get better at that? And judgment often is something that interferes with that. It gets in the way. We draw conclusions based on a limited data set, erring on the side of caution, assuming the negative instead of the positive. And again, great for protection, not necessarily good for a whole lot else. Thus the judgment piece. And again, as I've also said, we have right now a lot of dynamics in society that encourage black and white, non-nuanced thinking that are flooding us with data that are encouraging us to go faster. And all of this combines to make it very, very easy to start lapsing into quick black and white judgments based on limited data that are inaccurate and don't serve us. But the first thing I want to say here about this is that it's really important to understand how much of this is coming at us. All right, this isn't about what's wrong with you. 
you're a human being with a human brain doing what human brains do. Okay. And we'll get into that again in a minute here. Um, but I want to talk about a framework for how do we deal with this when we are experiencing it? How do we step away from that judgment and the judgmentalness and instead be curious? So here's where I'm going to turn to a framework that I introduced to you actually a few episodes ago. This is in episode nine, which is my most recent uh, solo episode. I will link it in the show notes so you can access it directly. Um, and it is the, uh, the three A's awareness, acceptance, and action. All right. I think it's a, this is a great example of where you can apply this framework to help develop a process to help you be able to make a shift here. So the first piece as always is awareness, noticing, right? That judgment. So we all have different things that are associated with judgment for us. We might have a certain tone of voice. We might have certain language that we use, uh, or certain ways that we talk. Some of these are fairly common and uh, typical, right? So more of a, maybe a negative tone, uh, or an abrupt sort of tone to it, certain types of, again, judgment words that are sounding black and white, good, bad, not okay, a problem, you know, these, these very definitive sorts of things. Those are all clues that we are uh, going into the realm of judgment. And so by watching for those words, that can help us. Also by thinking about situations that tend to make us uncomfortable, agitated, that tend to get us just a little bit off or kind of edgy. Those are all places where we are very likely to start going into the, the waters of judgment and uh, getting ourselves off course. And so step two of this framework is acceptance. And what we're talking about is one, just acknowledging what is, right? Not, oh, speaking of judgment, not judging it, not judging ourselves as being judgmental, uh, because that's an easy thing to do as it starts becoming kind of a meta thing, but we judge ourselves for being judgmental and then we're, oh, being judgmental, which gets in the way of being curious. So if we can get to the point where we see, oh, all right, I've lapsed into that judgmentalness. I don't like it. I'm not comfortable with it, but it's there. That's where we can start to free ourselves up for a shift. And what I said a couple minutes ago, as it relates to society and all the elements of our society, social media, how fast everything's going, how much data we're getting flooded with that contribute to our tendency to go into judgment. You can understand this again is not about you. Like, well, you're just some harsh judgmental person. You're inherently flawed. It's like, no, that's not it at all. We as humans are living in a time that is difficult to manage and navigate in a lot of ways, certainly from an informational standpoint and from an evaluative standpoint. And that's where you're getting tripped up in all likelihood. So once we can get there and go, all right, this isn't because I'm some kind of defective loser. This isn't because there's something wrong with me as a human. It's because what humans tend to do it. We do it in part for a good reason at times, but also we are predisposed or pushed to do it by societal elements that can help us to then be a little bit more able to look at it. It becomes a little bit less uncomfortable, I'm not saying it becomes comfortable, but at least where we can go. All right. So this is a thing that I'm doing. It also will open us to the idea of, oh, we can do something about it. It is not inherent to like who we are, uh, at least not in a way we can modify or change. Sure. Our brain will make assessments 
um, or judgments, but we don't necessarily have to act on them and we don't necessarily have to stop with them. And that's, I think, really where the shift can start to occur. So the other piece related to this, this is a little bit of a mindset issue, and that's I won't get into that specific topic, but here's where having a growth mindset, so the idea, the possibility of humans are beings who can learn, they can develop new skills, they can apply new tools and grow and improve. This is where that comes into play and having that kind of a mindset versus a fixed one. It's like, well, I'm just judgmental. It's just how I am. There's nothing I can do about it would be not a helpful perspective. So more of the yeah, I might be here. I don't like that I'm here. And I know I can learn new skills and develop new practices. And so that's what I'm going to work on is the kind of mindset that we need to be able to do this. And so once we get there, we're ready for step three, action, taking action. And there's a few different things that we can do that'll help with this. And this is where curiosity comes in. We start to wonder, right? We start to ask ourselves questions. Well, what might be another possibility of what's going on here? What could be uh, another thing that's motivating this person or these people to do what they're doing? Uh, what could be another um, meaning of, of, of their action? Like what might they actually be trying to accomplish? Is it what we think it is? Is it something else? What information am I lacking or what information could help me make a more thorough and detailed discernment of what's up? Asking questions is really where we start to bring curiosity and put it into action and starting to wonder. And it's not looking for the answer as much as it's looking for other possibilities, number one. And number two, looking for stones that haven't been turned over that we can then go and turn over and look under to see what we might find. And so you mix those two things together and it will open up a whole bunch of new doors to be able to find some different possibilities Sure, we might actually come back to our original conclusion. We might end up at the same place we started. That's okay. We also may, and in a lot of cases, will end up someplace different. That's one. But number two, we will also end up avoiding a lot of problems that the judgmental behavior can cause, whether that is making premature decisions that uh, cause problems for us in some way, whether it's engaging with somebody based on a judgment uh, that ends up having a negative effect on a relationship that could be a positive or useful one or any number of other things. So it can really start to open a lot of doors and bring a lot of new possibilities into play. So that's the basics of it. It's pretty straightforward really, right? And it's just, it's a practice. It's a thing that comes down to being mindful of it and doing it and continuing to do it and continuing to do it and finding whatever framework works for you to be able to create that. So that might be, maybe you have a sticky note somewhere that prompts you. Maybe it might be where you look back on things that happened during the day where you had judgments and ask yourself, what questions could I have asked? What information would have changed my perspective? What's another possibility? Any of those kinds of things. And if it's a practice that you just take and nurture, you will find your brain starting to go there automatically. Another piece here that's really helpful is just working on maintaining a certain degree of physical grounding. When you are in a more relaxed, calm place, really attuned to whether or not you need to be acting urgently or not, that'll help you slow down. And that's always going to help you to be more curious. It is hard to be curious when you're going too fast. Now, if you want an example of what can happen when you get curious and really start digging into it in a business context, 
Well, here's where you're going to want to listen to the next interview that I have coming on the show. I'm going to be interviewing someone who got curious about something I'd never thought to wonder about. What happens to trees in cities and other urban and municipal areas when they die, get diseased, get cut down for various reasons? Like what happens to them? Where do they go? What's the deal there? How does that impact the environment? Well, it turns out that there's some interesting stuff there. And that was a question or a series of questions that my guest for next week started exploring and has been building with his team a um, a company that's doing some really cool, really cool, amazing stuff. So uh, yeah, so if you're interested in a, just a great case study of the power of curiosity as a seed for, for great things, definitely tune in next week. And so obviously, if you're already subscribed to the podcast, you'll get that wherever you're listening. If not, go ahead and subscribe to make sure that you do get it. And now last but not least, let's talk about TV and uh, one specific show that I, I suspect probably most of you have have watched and may have seen. So the show I'm talking about is is Ted Lasso. There's so many good things I could say about this show, especially season one. I think uh, seasons two and three are maybe a little bit more hit and miss, and though they both have, to me, some really, really great moments. It's, it's such an entertaining, funny, thought-provoking show that also is a, a feel-good show. And it's just, it's there's just a lot of really cool stuff in it. And the mix of being entertaining, funny, but also actually really getting you to think about some things differently is not something you see a whole lot. And uh, so from that standpoint, it's like great, great show, right? And so what I have done is I've linked in the show notes here a um, to a scene. It's for one of my favorite scenes of the whole show. For those of you who know the show, it's the dart scene. And all I'm going to say is this, like, if you haven't watched the show and don't know what I'm talking about, definitely go watch it. But even if you have, go watch it again. I hadn't seen the scene in a long time until somebody referenced it. And I went back and watched it. And I was like, yeah, that is just such a great moment of the show in so many ways. It really encapsulates, I think, the best of the show. And at the same time, is a, is a great example of why you should be curious and not judgmental. So anyway, that's it for today. And thanks for listening. As always, welcome your comments, questions, feedback, or if you're feeling so inspired to take a little bit of time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be great as well. And like I said, be back next week with another interview. And this is one I'm really looking forward to sharing with you. So until then, get curious, keep moving forward. Talk to you soon. <laughs>